Welcome to Knowledge Counts, a podcast of the Canadian Institute of Quantity Surveyors. I'm Wendy Hobbs. Today we're going to have a special edition of Knowledge Counts. We're going to talk to three quantity surveyors about their journey to their quantity surveying career. First, we'll hear from Mikola Punyev about his journey to Canada, to construction, and to quantity surveying. So uh, I'll, I'll try to uh, get back uh, to... Uh, a time uh, when uh, I arrived to Canada, this uh, beautiful country, which was about uh, 2002. And uh, I'm originally from Ukraine, and uh, my parents uh, uh, did see the aftermath of the Soviet collapse and uh, tried to make a living, but were not successful, which was also complemented with some security risks. So at some point they made a decision that you know it's time to uh, seek for a better life elsewhere outside of uh, post-Soviet uh, 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 environment, and uh, they got very fortunate that uh, at that time uh, Canada was uh, looking for uh, uh, young, smart, bright people, and uh, they applied uh, for uh, I guess uh, independent, uh, independent immigration and. Uh, they were lucky to get visas. So within six months, the entire family had visas to Canada. So without uh, long hesitation, uh, my entire family landed in Toronto. It was a uh, cold, uh, cold February of 2002. And uh, the moment we landed, it was a huge snowstorm. And uh, that was probably the first time that uh, in my life that I've seen that much snow in one place which was a nice uh, nice welcoming by Canada. But uh, fast forward a few months and uh, we all got uh, successfully employed and uh, my first job was uh, at a construction site as a general laborer. And then I got an opportunity to work with a Ukrainian plumber. Uh, so I did uh, some uh, small house renovations, but all along I was involved with construction in one or another capacity. And uh, at the time I arrived, my English uh, wasn't any good. I couldn't uh, freely communicate. So I ended up taking the evening class, like uh, like English as second language through YMCA. And it took me about a year to get to the point where, where I could communicate more or less and write. And at that time, uh, I already had a, a, a little bit of experience working on construction site doing various things and i thought well you know what i see a lot of opportunity with construction industry it's booming it uh it even at that time back in like early 2000s it was significant shortage of uh qualified uh, qualified people uh to do construction work so i definitely seen a huge opportunity to join the industry and i thought you know what why not go and get proper education and uh, elevate myself because, you know, hard manual labor is obviously paid well, but, you know, it puts a lot of stress on your body. And uh, the question I ask myself after, uh, I guess, uh, a year of being a laborer on construction site, can I, can I keep going at that pace for the rest of my life? Even though at that point, working versus studying was not as lucrative because I was making money and going back to school, meaning that I meant I, I wouldn't be making any money. Uh, I decided to uh, 
uh, apply to a few colleges. And, uh, and I guess the, 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 the most uh, interesting for me at the time was George Brown College. And I applied for a construction engineering technology program, which was a three-year program. And uh, I was uh, I was lucky to get a letter from George Brown College saying that I'm that I got accepted. And uh, I received that letter in uh, uh, probably around uh, fall of 2003. And uh, I joined. Uh, I started my program in in the winter of 2004. And uh, what I ended up doing, I, I've studied uh, through summer, so I caught up with uh, the guys who started in the fall semester. So basically, within two and a half years, I did a three-year three program, and I graduated as a construction engineering technologist. It wasn't long for me to get a, my first job. I, uh, on my third year, I did my thesis paper, and I had to interview some construction managers, and the point topic of my thesis was uh, the relationship between construction project managers and the architects. And uh, while my work and the interviews, I interviewed a few construction project managers and uh, by the end of the interview, I actually got a job offer, which was something unheard of. And uh, I quickly harnessed the opportunity and I joined the company right after the graduation. I spent with that firm uh, maybe like a year and a half until uh, until uh, I moved on to uh, my uh, next uh, next opportunity, but that was a great start, and uh, I spent quite a long time with my next employer, which was Acom. And with Acom, I did get experience uh, on uh, working on large infrastructure projects. And at that point, that's basically when my professional career had began. Um, and uh, I'll tie in. I'll tie in a little bit about uh, the institute and how I got involved with the institute. So at that time, when I was uh, studying for construction engineering uh, technology program, uh, one of my professors who taught us uh, uh, construction cost estimating class was Clint Kisun. And Clint, at the time, was the president of uh, CAQS. So he obviously was advocating for the uh, for the institute uh, to the students and. Uh, that year, that year, pretty much every single person from our class had joined the Institute as a student member. So my history with Institute goes back to around 2004, 2005, because uh, we basically uh, joined the Institute as students at that time. Obviously, uh, after graduation and when I got into industry, uh, I uh, continued my involvement. And at that time, I joined uh, uh, and then obviously as a student, you have a free membership, but when you switch, you have to upgrade to, to a proper, proper one. So even though some of my friends didn't see a value, I did see a huge value with, uh, with being a member. So I did that. It took me maybe another three, four years to go through the diaries process. And, uh, finally at some point around 2008 or 2009, I think I was challenged with, uh, with the uh, test of professional competency and uh, I passed it and I got my uh, I got my uh, diploma from CIQS. So uh, PQS was uh, the first professional designation that I received in my career. Uh, after that, I, uh, I kind of spread my uh, exposure and I and I wanted to make sure that I I can cover uh, the industry from all the angles, not only from you know perspective of being an estimator or a cost consultant, 
and uh, my career took me uh, into, I guess, the various uh, sides of the table. I, I worked, uh, I worked as an owner's representative. Uh, I worked as a consultant, and now currently I'm working for a contractor. So, by kind of trying to diversify, I. I never had I never had a goal of being you know like a subject matter expert on one item. I just wanted to make sure that I understand the entire spectrum what we need to do in the construction industry. From the moment you have a business case and you go through your feasibility study and you build a business case and then you go through your rough order of magnitude and all the classes of estimates until you get to class A and you go to the tender and post-tender and what the return costs are in order to facilitate this entire process from entire inception to the completion. And actually not even to completion, it, it would extend into operations and maintenance. And uh, this is such a wide spectrum of expertise and knowledge. And I always realized like, I would never be able to be a, uh, an expert on everything but I just needed to understand the basics so I can have intelligent conversations with owners because I understand where the owners coming from, what the pain points for the owners are, uh, what are the major issues with consultants when they get into the project, what their challenges are. And obviously on, on, the, on the execution end, what are the challenges of the contractor? Where, the, where, where does contractor fit in, in this uh, entire scheme? And also other like lending institutions. What's their interest? What's their point? What do what do they want to know through the entire uh, process that we have here in Canada? So I try to diversify, and uh, I, I think I uh, I got successful with that because throughout my career later on I did I did get my project management professional and a couple other designations, but uh, uh, PQS was the first one. And uh, uh, obviously, with time, when I got uh, involved with major infrastructure projects and international projects, uh, I needed to kind of show an international uh, designation that recognized worldwide. And at that point, I joined the uh, RICS and uh, I used the reciprocity agreement that uh, CIQS has with RICS. So for me to get the international designation was just a simple transfer, which which was amazing because at the time I, I got to where I am and I needed to kind of uh, show some representation qualifications that I'm actually qualified to work on such large mega projects internationally. I needed to have some international designation and the combination of uh, this experience and uh, uh, I guess the exposure that I had uh, position me to be in the role that I'm today. But uh, again, just uh, uh, to touch base on some of the roles, the major roles the, that I had through my uh, through my career, uh, I did uh, spend some time with the ecom. It's multinational uh, consulting engineering firm, and uh, my uh, I guess uh, the prime project I worked on was Toronto York Spadina subway extension. This was uh, eight subway stations. Uh, uh, expansion from Shepherd uh, uh, to Highway uh, Highway Seven Station, a great a great project. Took six years of my life, but I'm super proud. Every time I'm in Toronto, I tell my relatives that. By the way, I was involved with this uh, project, and uh, by the way, you see all these condos coming up. The reason why they're coming up because we have subway. 
So the next uh, the next uh, major stop in my career was at Turner and Townsend, and Turner and Townsend as a multinational uh, uh, consultancy had opened up so many doors for me, and I did meet so many bright and smart people at uh, that firm that I'm still in contact today, and uh, the the relationships have extended way past uh, uh, my employment with Turner and Townsend. Great company, learned a lot with it. I actually moved to Ottawa with Turner and Townsend, which was a great thing. They've supported my relocation and generally uh, for my, my advice for all the QSs who are coming to the country, ex explore that that firm there, they'll take care of you. <laughs> uh, and uh, my, current, uh, my current job is with Ellis Don. Ellis Don is one of the largest uh, contractors in Canada and uh, in my current role, uh, we do uh, major infrastructure projects from what uh, what we call cradle to grave, uh, meaning uh, from initial site selection through uh, building the case and uh, financing and uh, like like all the like estimates uh, that you know we go through all the classes of estimates to have the checkpoints while designs being developed. Then obviously we construct and we also have uh, maintenance and operation division which in i guess uh, in, in in this kind of scheme what i wanted to highlight is that when we look at the project as a quantity surveyors we actually look at entire life cycle of the facility it doesn't it doesn't stop only when you know you do your class a estimate and that's it it, it it's not it's not at all like we look at uh, the longevity of the building we're trying to calculate what it's going to cost to operate and we're doing all the kind of different analysis trying to see what's what what's the ratio of the initial capital expenditure versus maintenance and what makes sense to employ for a particular facility so that's uh that's uh where i am today and uh again uh, my career took a twist and has moved me from like estimating to project manager to project management to commercial management and i switched hats multiple times I did get I did get to see the industry through the lens of consultant and owner and the contractor, and uh, throughout that I gained uh, like an extensive experience in team building, like project management, commercial and cost management, in different industries like uh, national defense, environmental, nuclear, uh, property and public uh, and uh, healthcare sectors. Uh, worked for both uh, public and private clients on major projects. So all of that had resulted in increased uh, uh, spectrum of the knowledge and uh, versatility with various uh, project sizes. Again, I'm, I'm not a subject matter expert on any particular item, but I do have a good overview of in industry in general, and that enabled me to be a key uh, I, I, I call myself sometimes, a, uh, and it's, uh, I think, my latest title on the joint venture project ended up being exactly because of that. I call myself a facilitator because I connect, I connect all the silos within the industry that are subject matter in their particular field, but for a project to be successful in general, all these pieces need to be connected and they're interconnected and they need to be fed with information at the right times. So this is what I do. And uh, I would encourage 
people uh, who are listening to this uh, to uh, step out of their comfort zone and do something that they're not comfortable with because this is only thing that will make you grow. And this is something that will propel your career and uh, will make you uh, this well-rounded quantity surveyor professional. And uh, I guess just the last thing, just because of my passion about the quantity survey, and then, you know what, pretty much on a daily basis, I have to explain to various partners uh, across the table, what does quantity server do? Like, what do they do? What kind of value they bring to the table? And uh, this passion led me to the point where I actually, I'm also part of uh, YQS, which is a uh, young quantity servers uh, under CAQS. And that passion led me to the point where uh, I applied and I got accepted and I got successful as a YQS observer on, on the CAQS board. And this is my new, this is my new gig and I'm super excited to be involved with the Institute and uh, I'll, I'll keep advocating for the industry and I'll keep spreading the knowledge about the Institute, what the Institute does and uh, how we, how we advocate for our men membership and uh, all the, all the good things that come from the networking and being surrounded by best, best in class professionals and the quantity servers. Next, we'll hear from Kelly Parker about becoming a specialist in mechanical and electrical quantity surveying. Me dad, me, me dad mentioned quantity surveying as a good job. I wanted to work in a bank. Me dad mentioned quantity surveying as a good job. So I thought, oh, okay. And I always joke that I wanted to be, I also wanted to be a bricklayer. So I decided to count bricks instead of lay them. Um, so I did a bit of research um, and spoke to a QS. She wasn't, she wasn't overly enthusiastic. Um, and I mentioned that I like playing with numbers and, and that sort of thing. And she suggested that maybe I wanted to be an accountant, but I knew I didn't want to spend every day in an office. So I thought, right now I'm going to do this. Um, I, at between 17 and 18, I, I lived life more than I should. Cause that's when I was doing my A-levels, which essentially you grade 12, you grade 11, grade 12. So you diploma and, um, I didn't do too well, but I did want to go to, to, to university. So I didn't have me, I didn't have me um, qualifications. So I went and did a mini, an, an, an OND, um, yeah, a diploma in civil engineering, which led me to having a work experience with the council who in the street lighting department. So I did that. That allowed me, I, I started work, they took me on. They thought I was great. They took me on. Um, and then I said, no, I still want to do my degree. So having got a qualification that now I can do a quantity surveying degree with, I went and did a quantity surveying degree. It's in bricks and mortar. Um, and then I left university when I finished that, passed that. Um, and I got a job in a shipyard with a British company building ships in Germany and they were installing ductwork and pipework. So when that finished, I was now looking for a real full-time job. And I got, a, I got an interview with a company that was in m and And I had on my resume electrical because I'd worked in street lighting. And I had mechanical 
because I'd work for a for a yeah. work installator installer on a on a boat. And that's it. I'm now an ME QS. That was it. And that is actually all I've known. Um so I then spent some time with them and then I moved to a huge national company they don't exist anymore but um Hayden Young and that that was the real start of me being an MNEQS and it's a different it's a different role because you're working for a contractor I know there's a lot of Brits out there but there's also a lot of Canadians whether we being in Canada and um contractors QS is is a bit of a a mixed role from here it's a little bit engineer it's a little bit contract administrator it's a little bit estimator um so that's within within the course of a month i could go from pricing pricing change orders to making sure that we I put our invoice in to paying our subcontractors to letting subcontract orders to prepare and it just it was just a, it's just a whole bag and it was uh, really interesting and really exciting and then I came to Canada and I wanted to I well I wanted to come to Canada so I came as a cost consultant because the contract and the contract and QS just does as a position doesn't exist here um and I absolutely honest didn't think I like I'd like it never wanted to be a PQS a cost you know PQS in the UK cost consultant in the UK um and I love it and it's really it's really interesting to be able to see how um to do the whole gambit so I have now just within within where in Canada I have been done a class E and on the same job I am now mortgage monitoring it so I've gone from seriously beginning to the end um i still i still do some mortgage monitoring so i'd go out on site and speak to people and um, see how the whole building is put together i think it's important that we don't stay in our office all the time um but most of my day is is, is dealing with cost planning um master planning um, and and basically the whole gambit so that's 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 me in a nutshell. Now, coming from overseas, let's talk about what the process is like for you in that kind of environment in getting your designation in Canada. I joined I joined CIQS just before I I came, so I had a at large member, um, and then once I once I arrived, I I provided me I provided me degree in the transcript, and that that essentially covered the education. So I've, I, I'm a mechanical designation and that covered the education. So it was it was then doing the diary and the, and the TPC. So it was, um, it took me, it, it was two, it was the two years to do the diary, but that was, that was good because there was an awful lot going on. So I was learning an awful lot in those two years as I was doing the diary. Um, so, so that was good. And actually, sitting the TPE was, I was like, oh, I've got it down. Because as I say, being a being a, a cost consultant or a PQS was was never my intention. Uh, but I love, you know, I love it. It's great. And what's your favorite part of being a professional quantity server? 
favourite part of being a peak? No two days. I have a couple actually. No two days are the same. It's a bit like, um, I'm not sure about the whole, whole of Kansas, but I hear in Calgary, did you say four seasons in one day? Well, that's a little bit like um, working as a, as a PQS. You know, in the morning, in the morning, I could be doing a master plan. In the afternoon, I've got to touch on a cost plan. You know, and within a week, you know, it, there's, there's multiple different things to do. So even though I predominantly sit in an office, it's it's just different it's just different all the time and i like that about it um the other thing is i like that i have influence isn't the right word but i play a part in the greater economics i think construction as a whole is important is important to a to a country and i'm involved in I provide information that allows decision making on on how things are going to look. So without without having a pen, without being artistic and drawing beautiful buildings, I I am I'm instrumental in shaping our built environment and the the economy of the country. But I feel that about construction. That's a genuine. You know, I'm I think construction is immensely important and I'm, I'm i'm proud of the fact that i'm part of that because it's more it reaches more than putting if i'm going back to me, me british roots putting one brick on top of another it's, it's just usually important next we'll hear from michael gabbard about his journey to quantity surveying and involvement with the ciqs so I initially got a job working as an estimator in the oil and gas business, which was primarily focused on um, modular build-outs, pipelines, um, structural steel for large facilities. And it interested me because I was very interested in understanding um, how these were built, how the costing was built up, how they were procured, how that process worked from these small pieces being built into larger pieces, being part of a mega project at the end of the day. And as part of exploring further the opportunities involved in estimating, I met a number of individuals that were professional quantity surveyors and uh, certified estimators of construction. And they encouraged me to join the CIQS and to um, come out to some of the networking events in Calgary and meet other individuals and take part in the uh, available presentations being put on by the local organization to learn more about the opportunities that were available. And so I started doing that and um, developing good connections with people to this day that are still um, friends, colleagues and mentors of mine who helped me understand what a professional quantity surveyor was, um, the multitude of opportunities that were available to someone should they go down that path, and to learn more about the path that you would need to take uh, through the CIQS to become uh, a certified professional quantity surveyor. And it, it quickly sparked my interest as something that was going to be broader than this, the current scope of my of my work at that time. And so I undertook um, an assessment by CIQS and looked at whether or not I felt it would be right for me. I talked to people in the industry who had 
kind of had a similar journey and who were now professional quantity surveyors. And it intrigued me that there was this um, large opportunity and I'd never heard of it before. Before, um, before I ran into these people, I'd never heard of a PQS or even a quantity surveyor. And so it really intrigued me. And as I researched more about the profession, the history behind it, and the CIQS, I, I quickly did make a decision. It was a path I wanted to, to go down. And so I started taking the courses required to supplement the education requirements under the CIQS curriculum and applying for jobs uh, with quantity surveying uh, companies. I was fortunate enough to get a job with one in Calgary and was quickly exposed to too many different types of buildings and, and asset classes to even describe, right? You went from looking at one niche type of um, construction and being an estimator for that to being an estimator of everything. And moving beyond estimating, looking into um, traditional cost planning during the pre-design and design stages and into cost control during construction, there is so much to learn. It's a bit overwhelming to be honest. and you know it just takes time everything takes time and and uh, a willingness to to undertake the activities and the education and to come to work every day knowing that you're going to learn something new from both the projects you're working on your colleagues that you're working with and the the teams for the projects as well they all impart knowledge to you and so that was really kind of where my journey started in calgary and i continued on um, working as a qs i took a a job with BTY. Uh, they had an opportunity to uh, move to Saskatchewan and open up an office here and it was something I thought would be a, a worthwhile chance to take. Uh, it was originally from Saskatchewan and I thought this would be a great opportunity to both take the next step in my career, expose myself to some more um, different aspects of being a quantity surveyor and have the opportunity to, to move home. Um, something that I didn't know that I would have at, uh, in the, at that time in my life. And so as I progressed through moving to Saskatoon and setting up this office and um, obviously learning again, more skills as a QS uh, along the various services that a quantity surveyor can offer, uh, I obtained my professional quantity surveyor designation. And to be honest, I haven't looked back. I've just continued to find new projects to apply those skills to. Uh, I've continued to promote the industry whenever I can, wherever I can. I, I volunteered for the, the local chapter board and, and spent seven or eight years uh, with the chapter board. Again, meeting so many wonderful people, like-minded individuals, all with varying uh, expertise and skill sets that fall under the professional quantity surveyor umbrella. And at the same time, being able to, to give something back to the, the institute that had given me so much and to try to promote it and make sure that there was more opportunities for um, professional quantity surveyors in our region, as well as trying to promote that growth with students because so many of them are or like I was 15 years ago where I'd never heard of a, a PQS. I'd never heard of the CIQS. And so I felt for the last decade, the more I could promote that, the better off we were all going to be. And it's been a wonderful journey for me. I would suggest it's it's only a couple of chapters in with many more to go yet, hopefully. And I just continue to get the opportunity to work on 
projects I never thought I would have had the opportunity to be involved in um, a decade ago. And so I'm very grateful for that. And I just love the lifelong learning that comes with being a PQS and the opportunity to work with the project teams and advise the clients on their cost, their risk, their schedules, their overall asset performance, and just continue that journey. Thank you to Mikula, Kelly, and Michael for sharing their journeys with us today. For Knowledge Counts, I'm Wendy Hobbs.